I'm Megan Hale, and you're listening to The Enoughness Revolution, a feel-good podcast on creating joy in life, work, and love. Join me every Monday and Thursday for practical tools that speak to the soul to create a life you love. Hi, you guys. I'm so excited to be introducing you to my first guest on season two of the podcast. You might have seen that we did a podcast swap. So I was just on Maddie Moon's podcast called Mind Body Musings, where we talked all about creating more joy in life, work, and love. And I had to have her come and share her story and journey with you guys. And she has some amazing tips for you today. So Maddie is all about surrendering to your own greatness and laughing in the face of rejection to live louder with a freedom mindset. After hiding behind fear, perfection, and a risk aversion for many years, Maddie knows what it's like to play small, downplay your own existence, and only hope that one day it will all be worth it. Today, Maddie's mission is to help you realize the heart-pounding fact that you've only been gifted one life, and every day you're faced with the choice to either make the most of it unapologetically or fight against who you're really meant to be. Her work and story has been featured in the Huffington Post, Teen Vogue, The Daily Mail, Vice, and ABC News Nightline. Maddie is the host of a top-ranked podcast, Mind Body Musings, and can be found passionately exclaiming her love for taking life by its golden, glittery reins on her online space, MaddieMoon.com. I'm so excited to share our conversation with you today. Let's get started, shall we? Welcome back to the Enoughness Revolution, everyone. I am so excited to have my next guest, who is a motivational speaker and life coach, Maddie Moon. Maddie, thanks so much for being here with me. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on your awesome show. Oh, it's awesome. I mean, we've actually done a little podcast switch. So you guys will be hearing me on Maddie's fabulous podcast called Mind Body Musings. And you must definitely check it out because she's had some amazing guests. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about your journey, Maddie, especially as it relates to alignment. So for all of our listeners who are just now meeting Maddie, um, she used to focus more so on body image and she's making a shift to focus more so on life motivation and stepping into your greatness. So I'm really excited to hear behind the scenes of how you have moved into further alignment and what that process has been like for you. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's been a beautiful journey. Um, I will try to make, uh, I'll, I'll focus on the transition, but just so everyone understands my whole story, I suffered from really negative body image and disordered eating for, I would say, the majority of my life. It got so bad to the point where I felt like I had to just focus all my time and energy on changing my body that I went into fitness competitions and um, bodybuilding. And I eventually came to terms with the fact that if I had, uh, this is pretty morbid, but sometimes you need a morbid thought to wake you up. Mm-hmm. But I had this thought of like, if I were to die, what would people say about me at my funeral? And the answer was, they would all just say, Oh, Maddie, she's really good at clean eating and working out, man, <laughs> really know knew how to get on a treadmill. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, I didn't sit right with me and I just didn't want to keep living my life like that. So I self-coached and I moved and I just completely shifted and changed my entire life. And through that process, I started a podcast and that's my podcast to this day, Mind Body Musings. And 
I wrote a book about my journey and people started to take note and really resonate with the whole story of body image taking over my life, trying to find perfection and control the uncontrollable. And I began to turn into the coach. I went from being like a person wanting to have a podcast to interview people for answers to the person that had answers in regards to dis uh, disorder eating recovery. And I started coaching people. I wrote uh, uh, two more books and I created courses and started getting myself on published on Teen Vogue and uh, Huffington Post and Vice and all these awesome places. And it was great. Mm -hmm. And I started to share this message of orthorexia recovery, which is an obsession with healthy eating that I had for many years and how you can recover from this and love your body and let your body take its natural shape and not spend all your life in the gym, self-loathing. That's no mm -hmm. way to live. So that became my main message of um, being a body image coach. And I did that for about three and a half years. And I would even say about uh, last year, mid last year, I kept having these feelings of non-alignment, uh, these feelings mm -hmm. of speaking about a message all day long that wasn't lighting me on fire, but I kept doing it because I would go through phases where I did feel on fire mm -hmm. and I would just get really passionate about um, women breaking free from these uh, dogmatic chains of health and dieting and what it really means to have health and what it really means to be fit and how that has nothing to do with how many hours you log in at the gym every week. Mm -hmm. And I would get really excited about it. And I would go through a phase where I was just, go, 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 go. This is awesome. And then I go through a phase of like, gosh, I can't talk about this. I want to talk about other things. I want to mm -hmm. talk about fear and love and surrendering and control and anxiety and purpose and success. But I kept going back to the same message of food and body because everyone expected it of me because I had all these people asking to interview me about it. And it was what I was the most comfortable talking about because mm -hmm. that's where most of my life experiences come from. And I was scared to talk about anything else because who am I to do that? Who am I to talk about mm -hmm. anything else except for food and body image, right? Yes. So I um, struggled with this for a, pretty much a year of just like going through waves of, should I keep doing this or should I change the direction? No, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And eventually about two months ago, I uh, hired, I hired um, one of my biggest role models ever. His name is Jake Ducey. He wrote a book called The Purpose Principles. And I've just always really looked up to him and I hired him to be my coach. And he pulled this crap right out of me. <laughs> he really, yeah, it was a very powerful session, but it changed everything for me. And after that, just that day, I made the commitment to make that change. And I can tell you that since I made that change, um, everything I've ever wanted has happened for me. Like my income pretty much tripled. I came out with um, a new product, um, hosting my first retreat, live events, like all of this stuff just all of a sudden started rolling out of me because I felt so much more aligned with what I wanted to be talking about. And when I did that, the right friendships entered. I gained a new sense of confidence and I just felt free. Like it's so ironic that my whole message was this message of body freedom. Mm -hmm. I was not living a free lifestyle because I was 
basically becoming a martyr. I was a martyr for the cause. I was saying, you know what? Other people can move on from body image and disordered eating, but I'm going to dedicate my life to talking about this forever so that other people don't have to, right? Like everyone else move on and focus on other things in your life, but I'm going to talk about this message forever for the sake of the world. (laughs) In reality, people just wanted me to show up as my best self. They didn't care if I was talking about body image all day long. In fact, a lot of people have been pleasantly surprised and happy I've made the switch because it's less triggering and it's less focused on the negative and instead it's more focused on the positive. So it's been all around just an amazing shift and I hope that it's providing other people with an example of, hey, maybe you've gone through some crap in your past, but that doesn't mean you have to hash it and rehash it over and over and over again every day of your life for the sake of others mm-hmm. to- with others because you can resonate with others by yes sharing your story but other things by showing to them that you can move on and you can leave that in the past yeah I totally agree and I think you know what your story really demonstrates to me is you know when we have an important life experience this this experience keeps on showing up in a lot of different outfits as we continue to digest it and look at it from different angles and gain as much wisdom from it as we can. And I think that it's quite normal and natural for us to get to this point where we've kind of squeezed that experience, you know, as much as we can. And we're ready to go explore another layer of it. And for you, I see you going almost a level um, underneath like what was really going on under there, being afraid of stepping into your greatness, perhaps in this new way that you were being called to do. And I love that the way enoughness shows up in your story because it shows up in a couple of different ways. The first is the voices of not enough with body image and perfection. I'm not good enough or I'm not skinny enough or I don't look good enough yet and how we continue to pursue that. But then also when you're ready to make this shift and step into this new arena, the voices of not enough are still there, but they're wearing a completely different outfit of who are you to go and speak about these things. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that voice, it's, I, it's so perfect that you bring this up because um, my mantra is um, it makes no sense probably to other people who hear it because it's just like not a complete sentence. But my mantra for my, my business, my life is my experiences are enough. Mm. My experiences are enough because I don't have, when people ask me, oh, you went to school for becoming a speaker or a coach? I'm like, nope, I got an English degree. <laughs> and they're like, um, so no counseling, no therapy degree. Mm. I'm like, nope, just English and journalism. And uh, it really was a couple years ago, that was a huge struggle. I was just really struggling with like feeling enough to coach and help people. So my mantra became my experiences are enough. And that means my experiences in life are enough. People that come to me that want coaching don't ask, okay, what degree do you have? What certification do you have? I never get asked that because people resonate with the fact that I've been there. Mm -hmm. I've experienced it. When you have experiences in something, that speaks louder than any piece of paper. Like everyone has their own experiences with struggles and triumphs and you having those experiences, those real life experiences, it's enough to help other people. It's enough to help yourself to look at your past and say, man, I'm one tough 
cookie. I have been through all that. I've overcome it. I've worked through it. Now I can serve people and help people because of what I've gone through, not because of a piece of paper, even though for a lot of people that's great. And that gives them more confidence, mm -hmm. more assurance and more knowledge and wisdom of you know how to coach and help people. But I'm, I'm just saying it's not necessary in order to change the world. I am totally madly in love with your mantra. <laughs> Thank you. My experiences are enough because I mean, who, who doesn't question if, if they are good enough or have enough wisdom or, you know, enough anything under their belt to really make an impact. And I think sometimes, or a lot of times we undervalue the experiences that we've had and the wisdom that they've taught us and how we can pay that forward. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. Cause we, we live in this culture where everyone is like pushing college, pushing school, pushing this, pushing that, saying like you need this in order to get it. But the funny thing is, and when, whenever you're trying to apply for a job, everyone wants you to have experience, right? Like experience mm -hmm. in a job. Well, it's the same in the game of life. Like mm -hmm. you get the professional coaching and training, which I think is awesome, but you still need experience. And for me and for a lot of people, I just skip right over that training right there and just go straight to the life experiences because we all deal, deal with fear anxiety, control. Some people deal with addiction. Some people like me deal with obsession. Mm -hmm. um, and we, it just takes someone who has introspection and can reflect on their life and, and really get curious about where in their life they have limiting beliefs that, you know, were beliefs were not created, created by them, how they want to change it and dive into personal growth and development. Mm. Oh yes. <laughs> That's like been my whole life story, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm curious for you and for, for all of our listeners, you know, I think the misalignment, when it shows up, we can oftentimes, I think, misdiagnose it. So I'm curious for you, Maddie, like what really clued you in that you were starting to become out of alignment? Cool. I think it was, man, that's a great question. I think it was just a gut feeling of dragging my feet. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, if your gut, if your gut had feet, they were, my mind were being dragged. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the best way to describe it is that I wasn't feeling, it was interesting because when I would get in front of my camera and I would be ready to film a YouTube video about sugar, like why you shouldn't fear, sh fear sugar. Mm -hmm. I could get on a roll and I could rant about it and just passionate exclaim like why you should eat sugar, blah, blah, blah. But I felt like there was a part of me that was still kind of suffocating. Mm -hmm. And that was the part of me that wanted to dive deeper. And that that part only came out with my one-on-one -on -one clients because we never talk about food and body image because they, they come to me initially with the surface stuff like, oh, I hate my body. I want to love my body. But when we get down to it in the sessions, we rarely talk about actual body stuff because mm -hmm. the reason why they have these control issues with food is because of something that's out of control in their life, like their relationship, their finances, their fear of rejection, mm -hmm. all of those things. So when you target those things, then the body stuff becomes less um, prevalent in your life. It's not speaking up as much. It just goes away because you're targeting the why behind the why. So I really wanted to start talking about these deeper things to my audience and Every time I got close to it, I would just feel scared and it wasn't because like my audience won't like this. Partly, maybe a little bit of that of like maybe they won't resonate, but a lot of it was just me being like, you're not ready. You don't know enough about that. Stop it. Mm -hmm. And that's really what it felt like. It just felt like 
a good kind of excitement when I would get close to it and then a, a bad kind of fear whenever I backed away. Like I didn't share it out of a negative fear. And then once I finally started sharing this message, it was out of a positive, exciting fear, like a good kind of fear that fuels you. Like whenever you're getting closer to your edge or you're about to public speak about something you love, like that kind of feeling of like moving forward and to the realm you want to go and that's what it felt like when I finally started talking about these things yes for me it's like almost like a giddiness like I'm still nervous but I also am really really excited underneath it so I'm curious for you when so it sounds like your misalignment is kind of like feeling like you're trudging through something it's not really lighting you up you're not experiencing as much joy in your work so on the flip side when you are in alignment what what do you experience then how how do you know It feels like the best kind of fire radiating out of my fingertips. Mm. (laughs) It's like the best way to describe it. Like I feel so aligned and excited every day when I wake up to create, to share. It feels like love. Like it just, and now now that sounds probably pretty woo-woo, just like, oh, my life's like love. But it kind of is. That's how it feels. It just feels like. I'm unstoppable in a way because the boundaries and the walls I had put up for myself are gone. And I think everyone can relate to this. I'm talking from a very business standpoint, but my business is my life. And when I say that, I mean that, well, my business literally is me sharing things about my life. Like Mm -hmm. it's Maddie Moon LLC. Like it's just me talking about stuff that pops in my brain or sharing stories of my life. Like it's the same thing. So when I say that being in alignment with my business, I really mean I'm in alignment with myself and my life. So anyone listening to this that might be thinking, well, I don't have a business to align with. Well, no, it's your whole life. Where in your life are you not being true to yourself? Whether that be hanging out with the wrong types of people that are bringing you down or Perhaps it is a career that you absolutely hate and you are holding on to the idea that you have to have this career because it's what your parents expect Mm -hmm. and you're living more according to their beliefs than your own. Where in your life do you not feel like you are um, living in abundance, but instead you're shutting down? Um, You're feeling expansive. That's the way you want to feel is expansive, not closed off. Yeah. Like expansiveness, that is the feeling of, uh, a warm puppy. When you think of that, that's expansive. <laughs> but being closed off is when you think of, um, think of like bills that you don't want to pay or can't pay. Like, ugh, eh. where yeah. in your life do you feel like that versus where you feel expansive? And how can you make yourself feel like a warm puppy all day long? Yeah. And I think, you know, the closed off feeling for me, um, it really comes out as a tendency to want to avoid things. Like, I don't want to go and hang out with this person. I don't want to go and be in this situation. I don't want to go and do this work. There's like a procrastination to it. There's like, I just don't want to do it. Whereas on the flip side, when I'm really energized by something, it's like um, I'm dating it. And we're like in the first stages of our, our love story where I'm just, I'm so excited. I cannot wait to go and be with it, to talk with it, to play with it, to be like, just love up on it. And that's, and I'm so glad that you bring up love because I think that that is such a huge component to alignment. And that's exactly how you do feel. I mean, love is such a foundation for experiencing more joy. So if you're not feeling completely in love with something, I think that that's a really good uh, red flag to pay more attention to. 
What is that trying to tell you? And what direction are you feeling like moving in? Because alignment is very much an intuitive process. At least it is for me. What about for you? Yes, it absolutely is. And I'm so glad you brought up the um, procrastination aspect. Mm -hmm. And it reminded me of something that happened last week. I, I, I go through phases with like movement and uh, I don't like using the word exercise, but kind of like that. Like mm -hmm. I go through phases and um, I'm, a, I'm a huge yoga person, but the past three weeks I have been very rest focused because previous to the past three weeks, I've been traveling in Asia for three months, which if anyone is a traveler knows that can take a lot out of you. So mm -hmm. I've been resting a lot and not really forcing myself to go, go, go and move and go to yoga or go to this. And last week I was in my brain trying to convince myself that I needed to go to a yoga class. Like I need to go. I haven't gone in two weeks. I need to go. Mm -hmm. And I grabbed my stuff and I put on my yoga clothes. I got in the car and my studio is about 10 minutes away and I got about seven minutes and I just was like, I don't want to do this. Like I really <laughs> tapped into my body and it was a, it was a feet, uh, what, what did I say earlier? Just like dragging. Yeah. It was a feet dragging moment where I was just like driving there and dreading it. And I'm like, I could really see it. Like that's the point where I love being is where I'm so in touch with my intuition. Like you said, where you can tell if you're not feeling it, if you're doing it out of fear instead of love. And I could feel that I just wasn't in it. What I really wanted to do was work on my stuff, work on my new product because it's so exciting and like I love it. And, and then I just turned the car around and did a U-turn. I went right back home, put on my comfy clothes, pulled out my laptop and started working on my stuff. And like, it was awesome. Like it was such an empowering feeling to be like, I, my body said no I could feel it. I didn't ignore it. I honored it. And I did exactly what I needed to do. I didn't let guilt convince me that I needed to go move my body in this way or that, because that is just my mind playing <laughs> tricks on me. And it's using societal cues. Like yeah. if I hadn't had learned once upon a time, you should move your body this many minutes in a day or this workout's better than this one. Like I wouldn't have even been in the car. I wouldn't have known that that was something I quote should do. I would have done exactly what I wanted to do, which was just open my laptop and start working on the fun stuff mm -hmm. and being able to call myself out on that and realize I just wanted to turn my car around was so empowering. And the more Listen, friends, the more that you practice, <laughs> the more you practice this, I promise it gets easier because it's hard at first, but there is a voice that says, this doesn't feel good. And you, you may be so used to ignoring it because you follow societal standards of X, Y, and Z that ignoring that urge to do something that someone told you you should do may feel super funky and wrong, yeah. but the more you practice it, I swear it gets so much easier. And then you get to a place where you feel really proud of yourself and you're happy because you're living in alignment. Yes, for sure. And like, there's a really important step. So everybody that's listening right now, what Maddie's really talking about is flexing your permission muscle. Mm. And when we first start giving ourselves permission to do things that are kind of off the beaten path or not the way you should be doing it, it can feel almost like it takes every single ounce of your energy to tell yourself it's okay. And even when we say it's okay to actually do something different, 
can be even harder. But the more we do this, the more we give ourselves that permission, we lean into the discomfort of doing things our way instead of the should way, it does get a whole lot easier each time we flex that muscle. So alignment, it really requires us to give that permission. Otherwise, we're going to keep on doing what we should be doing or supposed to be doing instead of living in alignment with our truth. So Maddie, tell me what are some, um, while we're on this topic of permission, do you have any ideas or tips that have been helpful for you in learning how to give that permission to yourself? When I want to give permission to myself, it's basically as if I am becoming my own coach. Because a lot of times the reason why people hire coaches is because they need someone to give them permission. That's really what it boils down to. Like they just need someone to tell them what to do. And I work, I still do work with a lot of people who struggle with body image and food and they need to be given permission not to diet. They need someone to say, it's okay. You, you can tear up that meal plan into teeny tiny shreds and just sprinkle it around your room. You don't need it anymore. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, my coach said I don't need it so I can get off it. Mm-hmm. So become your own coach. What is it in your life you really wish someone would give you permission to, to do? That is exactly what you should be doing. And maybe it does help to hire someone to tell you what to do, but you eventually want to get to a point where you can hear yourself say, I don't want to do that, or I do want to do that, and you just do it, or you don't do it because you know better than any person you ping on Facebook Messenger. You know better than (laughs) any person you visit their, their contact page on their website to ask them a question. Your body knows it all. Your intuition knows it all. So just become your own coach, become coach minded and give yourself that permission. And maybe it takes some journaling. Like maybe you don't even know what you're desiring. And, but when the minute you put pen to paper, you can come out and see what it is that you want. Mm -hmm. Um, and start to really tap into the, the feelings and cues. Like you, you may have particular feelings you get when your body says yes or your mind says yes to something Mm -hmm. maybe it feels like tingles maybe it feels warm maybe it feels cold I don't know everybody's different but maybe begin to write down the feelings you get that are associated with the messages you're receiving as well I love that. And I think, you know, there's like just this mantra that popped into my head while you were talking and it says, I'm allowed to say no if it doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I I think that really stands, I know it's stood in my way in the past is like, if something doesn't feel good, I want to understand why it doesn't feel good before I say no. And honestly, I don't think that you need to know why. If it doesn't feel good, just trust that gut feeling and, and go with that. You can figure out the why later. Because I think that the why, I mean, why is such a human process? We all, like our minds love to make sense of things and give meaning to things, understand things, but it can actually create um, more space and more time before we make a decision that brings us closer into alignment. So figure out the why later (laughs) and just follow the feeling. And you're allowed to say no if it doesn't feel good. Didn't you have um, Julie Parker on your podcast? Yes. I did too. And this was something that I had on my mind. We talked about this, like the questions of like why and, uh, and what and why those are not super important to be asking yourself because that can oftentimes lead you to an answer of like, you know, the way that you work, but it doesn't really give you the solution. It's more of the how. Yeah. So once you do, I don't know if y'all talked about that, but 
that just reminded me of that conversation because it is so important to focus on the how and like the plans and the steps of next. What is next for you? What are you going to do next about this feeling? You can sit there and think about why am I feeling this way? You know, what's happening, but you know, how are you going to go about it now? I think that's super important. Yeah. I think, I mean, I've just noticed that like in my own personal work is that it's just a way of procrastinating things. And I get, it's a way of getting up in your head, really. Um, When you get into just analysis of things and you're not really moving forward. And I would say, you know, the how is incredibly important, but the who, the who you need to be is even more so, which I think um, that's something that we both really focus on is, is stepping into the woman that you want to be to live the life that you want to have. And I know for me, you know, that's, that's the foundation of joy right there (laughs) is really living your best self and creating your best life that is all in alignment with your desires and your soul purpose. And, you know, we've talked a lot about how alignment is, is crucial to experiencing more joy. And I would love to hear from you, you know, what, what else have you learned about creating more joy in your life other than alignment? Well, joy, and I love that we had this conversation on, on my podcast, but joy is just such an interesting thing to me because it really is not conditioned on what's happening around you. Mm-hmm. It's something that remains constant in your life because you're choosing to have that. Like, it's not just happiness where you got a job promotion, you're happy, you got a puppy, you're happy. <laughs> it's not because, it's just, it is. You just yeah. have this joy. So there are three things that have really contributed to me creating more joy in my life. Mm -hmm. And the first one goes along with what we've been talking about. And that's to let go of what doesn't serve you anymore. Mm -hmm. That is key. And I think this takes constant reevaluation in your life because you're changing. So you can't let go of what no longer serves you once a year. Let go of what no longer serves you every moment of your life. A mindset, a thought, like, this morning I had some, I had some negative thoughts. I had some, uh, you're totally relating to me on this right now, but on a more intense level, but I just got a puppy yesterday and I'm, I did the first night of crate training. I've never done this before in my whole life and probably could have eased, eased him in a little easier, <laughs> but, um, just up the whole night. So this morning I, I was just in, stuck in this, these negative thoughts of, ah, like I got no sleep, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I have this precious puppy that looks up to me for, for life now. And on that moment, moment to moment basis, I had to say, what's not serving me? This negative energy is not serving me. Okay. That happened last night, but we're moving on. So I'm going to let go of that because I just want a positive, awesome day. I'm going to have a fun interview. Um, I'm just gonna have a good day. And so I let go of that. So it could be something like a mindset, Mm-hmm. and let go of negative energy or thoughts, but it can also be something much more real and tangible like people yes. in your life that bring you down, whether it be friends or maybe even family members, or maybe it is um, a habit you have or a behavior or a pattern or a job or anything, but let go of what no longer serves you because it is keeping you out of alignment. So it's bringing down your energy. And guess what? When you have negative energy, what do you get attract? Negative Negative energy. energy. (laughs) Totally. And if you have like a negative mindset of money Mm -hmm. and you and money do not get along, well, what do you get to create more of? Yeah. A lack of it. A lack of it. Exactly. And that's Mm -hmm. been a huge one for me. I could have a whole podcast episode on that one. Mm -hmm. uh, That would be the first one 
And the second one to me is gratitude. Mm. Being grateful for what you have and also being grateful for what you don't yet have what you want. And that is the law of attraction. And that's something that I've been doing a lot more in my life recently. And Mm -hmm. like, I can't even believe what has come of it. But every day I say, I have this whole sequence of meditation and mantras and mantra writing. Then I do gratitude. Then I do manifestation. So it's quite a, a process. I don't, you know, not perfect. I didn't get to it today. Um, but I tried to do it every morning and it, it really is focused around being grateful for what I do have and recognizing what I do have, but then also being grateful for what I don't yet have, but what I really desire and oh, focusing that. on those things and, I, and, and, and get the feeling of it as if you already have it. Like, oh, I'm so happy and grateful now that I have X, Y, and Z. I'm so grateful and happy, uh, grateful and happy now that my relationship with my mother is at ease. And saying that a million times, like just saying it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, because if you say something enough, that is going to become a belief, which is going to manifest into a um, action and that's going to manifest into becoming real. It's an incredible cycle, but I spend as much time as possible being grateful for what I have because that automatically increases my joy because all of a sudden, mm-hmm. whoa, look at my life. It's amazing. I know. I have. <laughs> and that's not necessarily because of the things I have because that would be more geared toward happiness. Mm-hmm. But it's because I live this life and I am real and I'm here and that brings me immense joy. Yeah. I'm just taking the time to, to smell the roses and to be grateful for everything and, and believe that whatever it is that I want, I have it. And, and yes. that gives me feelings of gratitude and joy in itself. Mm-hmm. I love that. You know, there's, I work with a lot of spiritual women. And so prayer is part of uh, most of our processes of how we create the life that we want. And I've noticed that most of the time when people pray, we're usually asking for something. Um, you know, give me patience, give me strength, um, give me peace, give me whatever it is that you're craving more of. And I have noticed just for me personally, when I change my prayers from give me this to thank you for, Mm. it changes the whole dialogue because I'm already expecting it to show up. I'm already acknowledging that it is here for me now. And I'm already seeing that it's on its way. So if you are a prayer, you know, maybe try that out. Try that instead of give me or what you're asking for, thank it, thank God, thank the universe for already bringing it to you. And it has a little bit of a different flavor and energy to it that has dramatically shifted my relationship with with God and the way I feel during prayer. So I'm really glad that you bring up gratitude for sure. So what's your third one? Well, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I really, mm-hmm. I really love that, that mindset shift. Um, and also I would add just for anyone that's interested in, in good quotes, my favorite one is when you pray, move your feet. Mm. So when I'm praying, <laughs> it, it's just, I, it's been just something on my mind every single day. I love it so much because it's combining the praying aspect of it's your, it's your, your will, God, not my will and giving it over to God and saying, you know, let, let it be whatever, whatever you have planned for me, that's the will. And that's what's going to happen mm-hmm. at the same time as you surrender mm-hmm. to God's will. You're also taking charge to the best of your ability and doing what you can. And that includes being grateful and, 
and the whole manifestation aspect. But uh, the third thing, yes. So the third thing is being of service to others. Mm -hmm. Like no other has that contributed to my life in respect to joy. Like, oh, I, I can sit here all day long and do for me, 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 me. But like that does not bring me joy. It doesn't. Like it doesn't really at all. And the feeling I get when I make money mm-hmm. compared to when I give it or when I make myself I, – I make a circumstance in my life that does bring me happiness mm-hmm. compared to when I make something happen for someone else that gives them happiness. It's always greater when I'm doing it for someone else. Like. Yeah. The reason why I'm sure you podcast is because you're helping people and that lights you on fire. It's awesome. So much fun to know that you're helping people across the world in such an easy way. Like it's all you're doing is talking and then you can access tons of people's ears and it's an easy way you can give back and give to people for free. Yeah. I mean, being, I think of service is really, it's another vehicle for creating connection. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I just like life would just be so empty without connection for me. Like connection is, is so important to know that, you know, you can sit in a space with somebody and, and share it and know that they're not alone and you're not alone. It's like this whole experience of empathy. And, you know, there's nothing that lights me on fire more than to have words, you know, saying how much something inspired somebody else or helped somebody else or really moved them to, to take action for themselves, um, to be more courageous. I mean, <laughs> there is nothing better than that. So I think, I mean, being of service is, is huge, but I think underneath it, for me at least, it's really all about, because it, it's a vehicle for connection. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think for me, I love the connection aspect. I think for me also, it circles around to living for something bigger than myself. Mm-hmm. And I think like, I love, obviously I love helping people and being of service to others. But I think the bigger thing, even above that, like the over and the encompassing reason is that I'm living for something bigger than myself because God is love and being able to help others and being of service to others is love. So I'm doing what I feel like I should be doing on this earth. That's my job. My job isn't to to have my own business in the name of Maddie Moon. Like it's not about me. And trust me, that's something that I have to keep in check often because I'm a Leo and I got some ego issues sometimes. I'm a Leo too. Oh, when's your birthday? July 31st. Oh my gosh. I'm uh, August 19th. Oh. So maybe you relate to this, but sometimes I can get a little bit, um, you know, it's, it's Mad and Moon show. Oh, yeah. We love the spotlight, right? <laughs> we love the spotlight. And I have to really keep that in check and remember the reason why I'm doing this. It's not so that I can be famous and I can be known. It's because I'm living for something bigger than myself. And, and I need to remember it's not about me. Yeah. God does not need me. He yeah. wants to use me. But yeah. if his will is to help women look past fear and look towards love, he will use someone else then if I'm not going to do it. He doesn't need me. God doesn't need anyone. He chooses us. So it's an honor for me to be able to take, take that position and do the best I can. So this is a gift, 
It's not something I created and I manifested on my own. It's something God's given me the opportunity to do. And I have to daily remember this is not the Maddie Moon show. This is God's show. And I'm just merely here trying to help coordinate it as best I can. So knowing that I've been chosen and given the opportunity to to be of service to others. And, and by the way, that's everyone on this planet. That's mm-hmm. not just me. Every single person listening to this, you have been chosen to be of service to others as well. You just got to find out what that calling is and where in your life you feel God is placing you to do that. Yes. I'm so glad you bring that up. Like I have a little Leo prayer <laughs> and it's simply like, let me be the vessel for the work I'm here to do. Like, let me get out of the way <laughs> and let me just be that vessel that the work can move through. And it just kind of keep brings me back to, you know, how all of this fits together, <laughs> how I fit in the universe, how the universe fits in me and how, you know, we, we both work together to co-create um, whatever work I'm here to do instead of allowing it to be about me. But on the flip side, on the flip side, and I think a lot of people can really identify with this you know, taking yourself out of the equation also means not standing in your own way and letting it be all about your fear and your insecurities that are keeping you from doing your work in the world. It can't all be about you in the sense that it's not all about the fame and the success and making a name for yourself, but it's also not all about your fears and insecurities that are keeping you from it. So allowing yourself to be the vessel really takes you kind of out of the puzzle a little bit. <laughs> so God can, can do its magic through you. Mm, I really love that Leo prayer. Is that, <laughs> is that it or is there more to it? That's it. It's just okay, a very I, simple I prayer. To, I have to write that down and put that on a sticky on my mirror because that's, it's short and sweet and it's really, it's really like powerful. I, I, maybe it's powerful for everyone, but especially power, powerful for me just knowing that uh, the whole vessel aspect. And, and that's also a total side note, but that's kind of how I, I viewed my body for a while. It's just as to get out of my negative body image thoughts. I just thought of my body as simply the vessel point a to point B. Like it's not here to be perfect. I'm not here to obsess over this tangible thing that will one day turn to dust. It's just like a vessel to get places, nothing more. My pride isn't in its shape. I don't have, I'm not more self-righteous for keeping in a certain condition over another condition. It's just there. And that was just a side note. I just I love it. No, I love it. So for all of our listeners, just to summarize, you know, Maddie's three top tips for joy, let go of what's not serving you and really do an inventory. You know, I shared a video not too long ago about pruning rose bushes in my backyard and how we have to trim off the dead so new beauty can grow. So really doing an inventory of your life of what are the things that are not serving you that need to be pruned back so more beauty can grow in your life. And this is also what brings you into a deeper alignment with your soul, which is such a huge part of creating more joy. The second, practice gratitude. And there's a lot of different ways that you can do this. You know, I started off practicing gratitude by making gratitude lists. Um, But now I, I look at things in my life, especially when I'm hitting a down moment like, Last night, the baby was screaming his head off, like wouldn't eat, wouldn't soothe, wouldn't do anything. And in those moments, it's incredibly hard to be grateful. But to look at how could it be worse sometimes is a way for me to say, it's not that bad. And this is just a moment. It's not going to last forever. 
and look at this beautiful soul that I have next to me. And I'm sure Maddie, when you are crate training your puppy and he is wailing in the middle of the night and you're, you know, sleepily dragging yourself out of bed to go take him out, <laughs> you'll have some similar feelings perhaps. But, you know, that little soul is there to, to love on you and to be your companion and like what a gift that is. So gratitude is really focusing on the gifts. And then the third is to be of service. And even if you don't have a business, um, all of us have the opportunity to practice kindness, to bring a smile to someone's face, to do a small gesture to make others' lives easier. And that is a wonderful way of practicing being of service to others. So I love those three top tips, Maddie. Thank you so much. My pleasure. So as we wrap up today, where can everybody find you? Everyone can find me over on my website, which is maddymoon.com, M-A-D-D-Y, moon.com. Mm -hmm. My podcast is on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Mind Body Musings, mm -hmm. and my Instagram is Madeline Moon, which is M-A-D-E-L-Y-N-M-O-O-N. I love it. Maddie, thank you so much for being such a stellar guest on the Enoughness Revolution. And to all of our listeners, we will see you again soon. Bye. Bye.